Hey there, loyal listeners, on the off chance that you're not blaring this out of an old school boombox, you're probably listening to our podcast on headphones. If you want some AirPods to listen to the wonderful Tadaima podcast, you might want to follow us on Twitter at Tadaima Pod and on Instagram at Tadaima Gran and leave us a written review wherever you enjoy podcasts because then you will be in the running for your very own pair of AirPods or an Amazon gift card of equal value, which you can also buy some sort of headphone device with, or that old school boombox, one or the other. Uh, as soon as you do that, you're in the running. We'll announce the winner at the end of January. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Tadaima, a Terrace House podcast, your weekly companion to your favorite show on Netflix. I am Robert Scarpinito, and I am joined here by Daily Wilhelm. Konbanwa. Uh, Jack Zepeda. Irushaimase. And Colin Sparling. Konbanwa, minasan. Hey. And today is going to be a really fun episode of Tadaima. It's not going to be something that we've really done before. Uh, today we're going to be talking about whether we as a group think Terrace House as a show would work in America. And it's different from what we've done before because usually we're kind of reacting to the show, we're dissecting the show itself and, you know, doing a lot of analysis. But here we're kind of doing something a little more broad. We're kind of taking a look at the show as a whole and trying to see if it would work at 7 o'clock, 6 o'clock central on ABC primetime. This week's episode brought to you by Bald Eagles, Apple Pie, and, and Ford F-150s. And guns. America. Yeah, and guns. Like they just walk guns. in, there's six guns on the table. <laughs> Those are the new members. No, wouldn't it be funny? It's oh about them. But instead of like, like this nice little, you know, wooden spherical keychains, it's your keys attached to an M16. <laughs> it's like no. a bayonet that you have to stick into a slot. No joke, like other countries were told back in like World War II times that like Americans have a gun behind every single door, like quite literally. <laughs> wow. I mean, yeah. it's it's kind of not untrue even today. Well, I mean, Jack lives in Texas, so. Truth. You were, you were in the land of the bald eagle. Yeah. Yes. So, oh, I mean, literally, sorry, in this state, we literally have a Texas edition Ford F-150. Look that shit up. Not even what? Is it even bigger? <laughs> Does it have a 10-gallon hat on it? I don't know enough about it, but also there's like a Lone Star State Edition like Ram. Is like is the flatbed big enough to carry another Ford F-150? I'm sorry I opened up this Pandora box because I don't know anything about trucks. Okay, we'll talk about barbecue. We can talk about barbecue, but I don't know the, trucks. Does Terrace House work in America? Yeah. No. End of podcast. That's it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening, to listening to guys. Yeah, a better question to take us into a serious segue is: Did Terrace House work in America? winky winky the real world because it was like well no i mean i mean yes that but because it was already in hawaii if you want to count that right not the continental u.s but see i'm thinking like this is the american show terror like this is terrace house joysy or something where mm-hmm. panelists mm-hmm. are Joy-Z. American. <laughs> yeah. The, all the I people on there. South Jersey Shore edition. Yeah. I have so many questions <laughs> about that. I have so many questions to pose to the table. There uh, are. This is an exciting topic here. But, so like, 
it, oh, go ahead. Well, I just, I think what maybe might be good to kind of baseline establish us, right, is let's kind of talk about what reality shows do work on American TV, right? Regardless of whether we like them, like it's hard to deny that shows like American Idol, right? Survivor, The Bachelor, Bachelorette, mm-hmm. like they're successful in their own right. Mm-hmm. And... I kind of wanted to pose a question to the table. Why do you guys think that that those shows resonate with the American public so well, or at least enough where they're successful 20 years later? And that's the thing, too, with reality TV as a genre, there are so many different subgenres underneath that, like you just brought up, too. Like you have your competition shows, your talent shows, your singing shows. You Then you have like Duck Dynasty, right? Or, or like the Osbournes, where it's just you're following this crazy family that happens to be in the money. And like, you know, hilarity ensues. And then you got Honey Boo Boo. Then you've got dating um, shows. What was the one with Trump on it? I can't remember the name of that show. Apprentice. Apprentice, yeah. Then yeah. you know, like in this my, my 900 pound life. <laughs> yeah, then you have like, you know, a top chef. Like that's a reality show too. You know? Um Hotel Hell, you know. It's just <laughs> such it's just such a crazy thing. So reality TV is like the umbrella by which all these other subgenres kind of live behind. So I feel like I feel like not, it's funny because naming all all those shows, it's it's one of those things where like now that I sit and think about it, you're literally naming off all of primetime TV. Yeah. <laughs> In a way, yeah. that's like almost all of TV, other than like the handful of comedy shows that runs on like ABC or NBC or something. Just as an anecdote, it didn't always used to be this way. It, the real rise of reality television happened because of a writer's strike. And it's like we still have to put something on television in order to put commercials, you know, in the middle of it. So what are we going to do? We're going to have something that doesn't require a writer. We're just going to film reality. And I think that's quickly turned around to being like scripted reality. Right. Because it just we don't have those same expectations that like, oh, this is like reality, reality. It's like we want reality to be a lot more tension filled. And to that point as well, if you pay attention to the credits, and who the fuck does? But if you really do and pause, you'll find that a lot of shows that you think are reality, like Flavor of Love, you know, those kind of shows, even The Bachelor, like pause it. There are writers, not only one writer, there's like a writing team mm. for these quote unquote reality shows, which is what is intriguing about, for me, Terrace House to kind of draw it back there, is that there are no scripts. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. And and especially as someone uh, getting into my, a little bit of my experience with reality TV growing up, me and my friends were heavily into like your Viva LaBams and your Robin Biggs. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. This is like when MTV was on that line crossing over into becoming basically reality TV TV. Uh, <laughs> um, Where are the music videos anymore? Yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but those shows, even like later on, like Rob Deardack confessed himself like, yeah, we constant that show was practically completely scripted mm-hmm. there was almost no reality to that reality tv show um we would be writing literally with the camera like off camera with the director like what our next skit was going to be but nonetheless and then even, even okay yeah i was just gonna say like nonetheless right like tv reality tv shows are humongous like three years ago i don't know if you guys saw this but vox reported that uh courtney monroe ceo of national geographic global networks said that according to some data like 750 reality tv shows aired in 2015 alone and 450 of them were brand new that year oh my god yeah and this is like only counting 
uh, what do you call it, on primetime and cable. So this doesn't include the big like NBC, ABC, CBS, you know, broadcast. I mean, I can see where like it's a proven formula for one thing because like people will watch it if there's like something that they can connect to, if there's something that's compelling, like there's more universal shows like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette where it's like everyone can relate to like getting in a relationship, whereas there's the more like really specific ones where like uh, like American Pickers or whatever, like going through like weird antiques and stuff like that's, Pawn stars, that yeah. seems niche, but it's not for some reason. But there's such low overhead, like you don't need a studio, you don't need, you know, a massive, massive crew. There's no effects budget. It's just following people with cameras. And if you have to hire a writer, even at that point, it's really not that expensive considering how much you're saving on everything else. Yeah. This is this is man, I don't know if we can cover this whole topic in one episode because like I'm just thinking of all the tendrils that kind of spin off of what we think of reality TV. I mean, even vloggers and YouTube is an extension of that, right? Like yeah, it's but kind I of like a one man reality series. I don't yeah, know if I don't, uh, it's worth really delving taking into it that. that far. Yeah. No, yeah. no, I don't want to no, no, I don't mean to. I'm just saying that that is like the natural progression from it, right? Yeah. I mean right to kind of like what you're getting off of is like people want to watch other people and like not necessarily have that be like oh this is a fictional person like have some kind of conceit that like this is real even though i think that we can all suspend our disbelief and be like it's probably not 100 percent real but there's some percentage of that that you're watching someone's life yeah some reality some veil of authenticity yeah reality in quotes and i and now that even thinking about it, like the fact that there was that many, what you said, 700 or 450 brand new reality TV shows, seven and then 750 total. Yep. Like how many networks on TV, if you, if any of you have table cable now, I know a lot of us don't. Um, if you flick through them, there, a lot of networks that were something completely different are now just all reality shows. Animal Planet comes to mind. Have you guys seen Animal Planet lately? <laughs> Animal Planet is a complete shell of its former self. Like, their tagline now is surprisingly human and it's all reality shows about people with cats like my cat from hell or something that's vaguely even related to animals it's like you're not getting any sort of nature anything anymore in some ways i think reality tv is ruining tv itself i i think it's just made it i don't know collapse into itself see i i think of it in two ways uh, here's a little anecdote for you there was one thanksgiving i spent over at one of my friend's houses right and there wasn't really much to do there and i was like the weird one because it was all family and then the third son's roommate from college and (laughs) you know it's it's just like oh cool this is fun i guess um and like you know things were kind of all right you know dinner conversation was fine and then after the food was done everyone just kind of sat around and watched tv and We, I, I don't even remember what channel it was on. We were watching the show called The Carbonara Effect, I think. The Carbonara Effect, yeah. That's on uh, TBS, I Yeah, think. it's just a shitty, shitty guy doing shit magic tricks to people in real life. And it, it was, like, really dumb. But I didn't notice, like, I didn't stop to ask myself, why am I watching this until I finished an episode? Like, it entices you enough where it's, like... I'm into this. I can't explain why. And then when you're done, it's like, why the fuck did I watch that? 
wait a second, dude. Are you telling me this is a magic reality show? Because when you said the title, I legit thought it was an Italian cooking food show. His, his last <laughs> totally, name. It's a terrible title. Yeah, his last name is Carbonara, <laughs> I think. Which is really I was dumb. like, wow, this is all about sauce? Like, holy yeah. shit. bibbidi bobbidi boo bibbidi 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 I'm not even joking. I legit thought that. Maybe, maybe that's one thing about reality TV shows is that it allows you to like just watch with people you don't have to worry about wait what's what's happening what's the plot what's their relationship i don't understand like what did i miss like there's no you don't have to catch up you don't have to pay attention that hard yeah and it's like very much uh like low tier entertainment it's like just enough to keep your attention but not really enough to make you genuinely care it's just kind of there and it's well, just very low amount of the substance, man. I, I mean, I yeah. used to watch that shit. I, like, Chris Angel Mind Freak was my shit growing up. <laughs> it was. Fucking corn fan. Oh, dude, it, it totally was. If you guys, I mean, fuck, I'm a, I'm a white dude who listens to Limp Bizkit. Come on. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's it's just one of those things, man, where it just, it just gets you by. And I just, I don't, it, it's working. The formula works for them. So, Colin. You, you bring up a very interesting point, right? You said it's just basically barely on. Maybe it's that time in human history where this is what's popular because it's the type of TV that you are okay to have permission to have a phone in one hand on while it's on TV. Yeah. yeah and it's like, a, who it's isn't watching TV now? Experience. Yeah, who yeah. isn't watching TV now with a phone in their hand and they're doing something else? Who isn't multitasking? I don't know any kids that aren't on their phone while they're doing whatever. Yeah, I don't know yeah, any kids, but I mean, this is what I hear on the internet. I mean, I'm basically I've basically been rewatching all of Scrubs while playing like Switch or Vita or something like that. So, <laughs> right, right, and see, that's part of the reason why I think reality TV is still so weirdly successful. Is that as long as you have cable, you you probably just have like a block of time every week where you just have reality TV shows on TV, just because TV the clicker needs to be on, you know, just needs to be there. I need noise and. The only thing giving me noise right now is Duck Dynasty, I guess. Quack Just Dynasty. Duck calls in the background. Mm-hmm. Quack, quack. Quack, quack, quack. So I think throughout just this general conversation that we've all been having, I get the sentiment that most, if not all of us, don't really like most, if not all, of American reality TV. It's, I mean, I, I mean it's, it's all pretty bad. It's just one of those things where when it's on, you just pay attention to it because it's there. It exists. But you don't. We could definitely live without it. I mean, I've been stuck on. I mean, I've been hooked in by an episode of Catfish before, but like, you know, it's not like I'm not going to lose anything by not having this in my life. Per- personally, myself, like I just went through a definitely went through a reality TV phase. and I just feel like I'm kind of filled to the brim. I mean, I don't know. I watched maybe like 10, 11, 12, even maybe 13 seasons of the real world on MTV supplemented with you know uh episodes of road rules too if you guys remember that where it's basically like the real world but in a winnebago crisscrossing the country so i watched like so much reality tv that it's just like i kind of felt like i saw as much as i needed to see like literally maybe like a decade of it it. Yeah, yeah and then it just seemed honestly it got to a point there like with honey boo boo and stuff like that where it just seemed like this is out to like this is coming after my brain cells this is coming after my gray matter now and they're yep. just trying to sell me stuff and so i just i felt almost like exploited by it and that's much how i feel also about the bachelor too personally like i don't know if you love the bachelor hey this is a fucking like very popular show no one's going to deny that but i feel like personally kind of dirty and like exploited by it 
Um, and so that's why I don't watch it because I don't like the way I feel. I feel sticky and gross afterwards, personally. So my big issue with reality TV it is that like kind of dirty feeling because I feel like people are being exploited. Right. It, a, it's just not compelling to me. And B, it is entirely contingent upon tension. So putting people in either uncomfortable situations or pitting people against each other. And that's why like Terrace House never registered as a reality TV show in that sense, because like every other reality TV show is about like the tension between characters. And it certainly has tension, but I don't think it's like about that, if that makes sense. Like it doesn't feel like the entire show, you know, rests on the fact that like, oh, you know, Ami and Yudai weren't getting along. It's like there was a lot more beyond that, beyond that, you know, what would otherwise feel like manufactured. They don't get along. What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and to I, that point, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, I, they're definitely, they definitely go out of their way to show more nuance than a lot of other reality <clears> shows, <throat> which is what I appreciate. It's just, I, I feel like compared to a lot of run, run of the mill reality shows that we get here in America, Something about Terrace, it feels a lot more uh, like sophisticated, I think is the word. And it, it just it's it's what a lot of people consider slow because it's just not used to the breakneck. We're not used to that slower pace because of all the breakneck paced, like dramatic music shit that we're used to here in America, full of tension and blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's just it, that coupled with it being about Japanese culture just makes this a very enticing show to watch even with its slow burn sort of way and structure. Yeah. Uh, uh, something I do want to just like kind of get ahead of here is that I, as, as much as Terrace house is not scripted, I think there are definitely moments where you can tell producers have meddled with the situation. I don't think Terrace yeah, house is totally. beyond that. Like there are definitely a lot of moments where like, Oh, would you look at that? The, the two people in the house who still need time to get to know each other because everyone's shipping them is they're alone in the house because everyone else just had to do laundry or had to go take a shower. You know, just there there are moments like that. I don't want to make it sound like we think Terrace House is purely unscripted, is purely like this is real, this is legit. Like there are moments, you know. Yeah. I mean, they wouldn't be able to get all those amazing, amazing camera angles otherwise. Mm. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, yeah, you got to do it for the sake of making, making watchable TV at, at some point. It's just the way that in which they make those decisions is that it's just a lot more watchable than a lot of other reality TV shows. And it, it feels a lot more real, even when it may not be so, I guess. So something I wanted to bring up to Daly's point as well, when we're talking about modern Western police, <laughs> is that... That's not on our end. Nah, that wasn't on my end. Nope. That was, that was, I've been watching an ambulance go by. Jeez. Oh That's my the kind God. of drama you get inside <laughs> of American shows. <laughs> so back to Daly's point, right? Like what she was saying, we're talking about reality TV. We're talking about Western modern reality TV. So much of, I mean, re- reality is kind of a stretch now, right? Is the prevailing theme here. Like it's very much sensationalized. Right. It's very much like, I mean, how many times in reality is one guy going to have like, I don't know, 30 women to have to date all simultaneously and choose one and narrow it down? Like, what is this fucking Provo, Utah? Like, what the hell? But what, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just not really reality. 
No, yeah, and, no, and so much, no. so much of that is 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 even drummed up beyond you know the inherent uh, hilarity that would happen in any normal circumstance when you put you know that when you put people in that circumstance. But you, you even just like drum it up more when by having writers and like oh we have to have this happen, we have to have that happen. There has to be sex, like all these other things. So that's what is so great about Terrace House to me is that. It's none of that, really. It's not. It to me, it's anti-sensationalized. I don't know what that even word is, but it's not you know, sensationalized whatsoever. It's just like it's kind of raw to a certain. Degree. I don't. I don't know that it's and stripped that, down. Ter- that Terrace House is so much reality show, and I, I definitely hear what you're saying, Jack. Um, but I don't know if it's like so much of a reality show as it is the Truman Show. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. because it, it you know so, uh, our our favorite guy on the show right now, Soda, he's there doing because he's basically doing an observational study on young people, right? <laughs> and for his app, or so he says. But if you think about it, that's it, that's kind of what Terrace House is is sort of an observational study, right? Like they're taking three girls, three boys, shoving them in a house and for the most part seeing what happens with a little bit of meddling in there. Mm. See, when you say Truman Show, I think like, oh, we made this perfect world for you and you don't even know it's a facade. That might not be the best uh, comparison for it. But, I mean, you get what I'm saying, though, right? Like, it's it's an entirely made up situation and they're observing how this guy acts. Very voyeuristic in that sense. Yeah. And it it does feel kind of, I guess, Truman Show-esque or at least less reality TV show-esque where it's like the people that are on there are really relatable they're not like they don't seem like the people that would try to be on a reality tv show in america like and maybe that's an unfair stereotype that i have but when i think of people that are trying to get on reality tv shows in america they have very very outgoing personalities and are wanting to get in the spotlight are wanting to very actively do something whereas terrace house feels passive in the way that it's just like they're just there you know, they're probably getting some benefit to like a brand that they might have, like Taka did, but they're not like actively like promoting that in a sense that would be like obnoxious. If yeah, that makes sense. I, and and, and to add to that is kind of funny though, right? Is that American reality TV to get on there, like a lot of it is I wanna be on there because I wanna be famous. How many times have you heard yeah. someone say that, right? I want to be on reality TV so I can be famous. There's an agenda, uh, yeah. Yeah. Whereas with Terrace House, I mean, that's not to say the people who get on Terrace House don't end up famous. Like, they definitely are more well-known than when they were before on the show. Instagram famous anyways. Yeah, but their, their whole point on getting on reality TV isn't to get famous, but it's to promote my snowboarding brand, to promote ice hockey, women's ice hockey in Japan. It's to become a better cook like you die like they, they sure. their, their goal <laughs> he's, he's the one that was wanting to be famous uh, probably but for the Mission most part when you see those people on the show they're not just doing shit to be famous they're going they're on terrace house when they also go to work during the day they go to school during the day they do their hobbies you know it's like they feel like real human beings rather than just I'm going to I'm going to start an argument. So people remember me on this episode and then people talk about me down the line and I'll get sponsorships. Think about this, too. Right. With when we're talking about Western reality TV, it very much is biased, skewed and favors the extrovert type personality. Yeah. Very few, very few introverts even stand a chance or show any interest or have any interest. So by that, I think that's another thing that differentiates Terrace House because we do have introverts 
I mean, Yui can be Darth Vader if she wants to be, but you know, she's, I mean, there's a lot of quiet moments, calm moments, you know, um, in Terrace house, like the, it just seems a lot more kind of a serene atmosphere for the most part. I mean, obviously there's drama here and there, but I just don't see a reality show with someone like Yui. I mean, I keep picking on her just cause, but you know, like kind of getting huge in America to that. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Yeah. Yeah. People are allowed to be themselves is what it feels like on Terrace house. Whereas, there's like a persona uh, expectation in Western shows. Like this is the funny one. This is, you know, the drunk one. This is the etc. Like right now on The Bachelor, there's a girl that's literally faking an Australian accent just so that she can stand out. Yeah, she made and the you know rounds what? on Twitter. <laughs> Maybe that works. Is it a known I mean, in thing that reality, or is she even like pulling it, it on, the, on the producers? Or is it just like they cast her because yeah, well, they knew she was going to fake it? There's uh, there's an ad going around on on Twitter where I don't know if the I don't know if the, the producers knew about it, but there was an ad going around on Twitter where it was like she meets the the bachelor dude and she's like speaking in this pretty terrible Australian accent, like it's me trying to do an accent or something like that. She's like, oh, hey, good night, mate. Like it's just really bad. Chip on um, the Barbie. Yeah, chip on the Barbie then. Um, and <laughs> so bad. And it cuts to her interview after she meets the bachelor guy, and she's like, "Yeah, I don't really actually actually have an Australian accent, but you got to do whatever you can to win." Wow. <laughs> and yeah, like there's no I, winning Terrace House. Yeah, that's actually what I wanna, of the soul. That's what I want to point out here is that Terrace House is missing two key cornerstones of American reality TV: one, confessionals, and two, gamification. There's right. no winner, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. So since there's no winner, there's no rose to get. There's no immunity island. There's none of that bullshit. It's just do. And I guess the best thing, like closest thing you get to winning Terrace House is like kind of what you define, which inherently makes you stand out more on the show rather than jumping through hoops so you can get the rose. And then with confessionals, the fact that they're not there, it's just, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but every time I see a confessional, it's hard for me to like give a shit because it's usually like when someone starts crying on the show, right? And then it cuts to them like later on and they're talking about why they're crying, but they speak about it as if they're like right in the moment, as if you're like hearing their thoughts and it's like, come on, I, I know the most base form of video editing. There's fucking no way that this is like current. There's no way they just pulled you out of the scene real quick to like talk about it and then put you right back. Like it's all retrospective and what's the point? Yeah. It's confessionals. Something... Oh, good. oh, okay, I'll go. Uh, confessionals <laughs> to me, like when it's not like over something ridiculously dramatic as well, like it feels like trying to pull teeth, like getting someone to answer like a reflection question on an essay. And it's like, I couldn't believe that Danny lied about her Australian accent. Oh, I I'm can't very say when shocked. I can tell. Yeah, when I can tell someone's reading a cue card, it just like. Oh, what am I wasting my it's life like, watching? I really don't care. Reading it and reading it poorly too. Like I think, um, what's the one with the uh, the family with the guy? Oh, like was it with the guy with the motorcycle and the big mustache? Look like a walrus kind uh, of American Chopper. Yeah, like when his sons would do their confessionals, it was like they were reading and reading poorly, and it was just like, what am I spending my time watching? Yeah, I just don't understand when my dad did that. It was really bad. Like, what are you doing? But uh, and, real quick, before I forget this, I don't want to drop the thread too much, but going back to what Robert said about, you know, the idea of winning Terrace House in a way, like I personally myself, I feel like there's really only one way to win Terrace House. And, and it seems to me after watching three seasons, 
of the show that to win Terrace House, you actually have to have a relationship and kind of leave the house with that relationship intact. And I feel like when people define their own goals, even if they leave and say, well, I met my goal and I'm leaving now, I still feel like they're kind of a loser and I kind of feel like they're using that as a crutch to, um, to kind of hit the ejector seat early. Um, kind of like, kind of like I, uh, like right now uh, to be modern with it. Like I don't, I've never felt like, hell yeah, good for you. You didn't f- get any love and you, but man, that app is going to be good or man, you got a good job going on. Like, I just still feel like that's kind of like a losery feel. Just my, just my opinion. It's subjective. Yeah. But I really feel happy for when people like Shion Tsubasa, you know, get together. Like that to me is like, yeah, like a real See, good feeling about it. So I disagree. And I'm going to point at two examples here. One, Shunsuke. He left that show without a relationship, and I think he easily won because he accomplished his goal. He wasn't there to find love. He was there to find himself, and he did. That's a win in my book. I'm happy for him, but I would have been happier if he found love and then left that way. I I think it's just that the show has a history of, like, when you get – when you couple up, that's when you win. That, like, it paints that perception, but – like, I'll also point out Hansan, which I won't go into detail since, you know, he's, I guess, spoilers for Boys and Girls in the City, which we haven't covered yet on this show. But he left without a relationship, and I think he easily, he, he wins in every episode, really. But I've, I never felt like, oh, he's leaving without dating someone. Oh, I think he left because he was, like, with someone that wasn't on the show. Well, I, I mean, you want to get into it? I mean, he... he no, I didn't, he? <laughs> they didn't have a relationship. I mean, isn't that why we felt it was a good thing they left because it was in a relationship? I mean, I was sad when he left, but that was just me, I guess. As I, mean, I say, I was, maybe like mm-hmm. the perception of like feeling like someone won is more we as the viewers winning that we know like where their story arc went. Mm-hmm. Like we know that, you know, Tsubasa and Shion got together and that was really satisfying for us to watch. And I mean, obviously satisfying for them as well. But you're not as worried, I guess, about like what happens next with them. Cause like we know, like then they date, whereas we don't necessarily know, you know, what's happening with Aya next. Like what, what happens next for her? There's no obvious yeah. procedure from there. And this is probably indicative. What's probably happening here with where me and Robert differ is this is just reflecting back on us, like how we value things, right? Like maybe I just value relationships more. So of course I would feel this way. Maybe Robert, Values kind of self edification and you know achieving goals and moving up betterment, yeah, better more than a relationship. So that could be totally what's happening here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I want to gear this this show back to where we originally started, though, guys. Do you think Terrace House would work in America? <laughs> Remember, that's what we were talking about. Oh gosh, I yeah. short answer. Short answer for me, no. Um, oh, poopy pants. But for for me personally, I don't think it would because. I think part of the allure uh, watching Terrace House for me is actually seeing it take place in Japan and picking up on those cultural differences and, and kind of learning about the culture, the locations, the way they do things, the way they speak, the way they handle certain situations. I think that the fact that it's in this in this place where there you can actually have introverts like we were talking about earlier. You don't have to have extroverted people to, le- to lead this thing. And the idea that they are speaking Japanese and, and all that stuff, I think that just wouldn't be the same if you place it in like Los Angeles. Or so something. much of it is I, like a travel show for you in a way. Yeah, that's definitely part of the allure. And I think that's part of the reason why 
it's blown up here in America because if it was just like, oh, look, another reality TV show placed in Los Angeles or New York. Oh, like we've seen this before in America. But they're like, polite. <laughs> yeah. Like what, what would be the twist? What would be the thing that pulls you in? Right. Other than the fact that now it's just a relatively less scripted reality TV show. It's basically Big Brother at that point. If you're going to put it in America, just a little less. I mean, without the confessionals. But, you know, I mean, even even if we look at what we already have, you go back to Aloha State. Aloha State was, and correct me if I'm wrong, it was one of the lower rated series on the show. And I just I feel bad. like, yeah, I mean, for the for the most part, it was relatively uneven, uh, at least entertainment wise. Like towards the end of the show, there was and I don't want to spoil uh, anything for daily, but like there spoil. was basic. It turned into basically one thing that you were watching the show for still. And then it kind of tapered out. And his name was Wes. <laughs> yeah, and his name was oh my god, Wes. <laughs> um, but th- I think that, I mean, Hawaii is still a re- relatively exotic, like I don't know, setting, I guess. But I think it's towing that line that if they would have went f- full on, just like we're gonna set it in America, but we're just gonna throw Japanese people in there, then it's just like then it's lo- losing a lot of its luster, you know? Interesting. And I'd be curious to see, to ask a Japanese person, like, what makes them want to watch Terrace House? And, you know, if they already live in Japan, they know Because it's culture. not a travel thing for them, yeah. Right. Yeah. For for me, I think you're kind of getting at it, too, is that it's a lot less, like, Terrace House is a lot less about location so much as it is culture. And I think maybe the, the dissonance with Aloha State is that a lot of people were, like, Hafu and, like or had like American citizenship or whatever. And there's like some different, you know, cultures there with that. I think, and that's why I don't think that Terrace House would work in America is because we have such a different culture here. Like even if we had like a whole bunch of introverts in a house, A, how do you go about casting those introverts? Because they're not going to apply to go be in a house with a bunch of cameras. And B, like, I I feel like people would start to get that expectation of this is a reality TV show. I got to make drama happen somehow or another because that's what drama TV show is about. That's our frame of reference for, you know, reality TV at that point. Right. And I think... <clears throat> some of the th- some of the things that it sort of I don't know if it's actually influenced by American reality TV. It certainly seems like it has a little bit of influence to it, but like something like uh, when there's an event that's potentially dramatic and we're getting music that's sort of building right and adding to the tension and the atmosphere of what's what's going on. Yeah, I, I, I even that part of Terrace House. Honestly, I think I could do without the the, the overly dramatic music. Because that's not really why I watched. I mean, yeah, it, it adds to the tension, whatever. I get why they do it, but it wouldn't turn me off from watching Terrace House if it wasn't there. You know, you gotta what I mean? keep if, it spicy sometimes. I mean, we were just talking I, about how I sometimes get it. it gets boring. I get it definitely it, does. It, yeah, but like, I mean, I don't think it's it's. I mean, you can just read from context in the room what's going on in the situation, right? Like a good example is when we were talking about the interviews with like the post house interviews in our last episode. I actually liked the fact that they didn't have any music going on in the background when they were just yeah. giving honest answers and you were just reading, you know, facial, you know, f- facial emotion and stuff like that reactions. And um, because they already do a great job at at giving you a look at people's faces and giving you an idea of what their reactions are. 
Mm-hmm. So to um, answer your question, Robert, would Terrace House work in America? I have to. I have some questions. Like what? I want to kind of define what we mean by that question, right? Like, are we talking about to Colin Daly's point? Are we talking about the exact same show just in a different city? Meaning, like, are they speaking Japanese? Are these Japanese speakers? We're talking. This is an American production. This is Hollywood taking all the reins. You've got so it's American like panelists. I guess maybe British. Maybe like Simon Cowell or some shit. I don't know. But Simon Cowell. You get, you, like all the panelists are English speakers. Everyone on the show is English speakers. All the signs on the shops are in English. Every, it's basically the, sh- the show structure will replace every human being with a human being who can speak English. So when this happens, when something overseas is adapted for a Western audience, I always have a healthy level of apprehension and hesitation in that project. So case in point, like your name, I don't see how the Western live action movie of that anime is going to come anywhere close. I just cannot fathom it. Case number one, exhibit B, um, the girl with the dragon tattoo. The original movie was so much better to me. The one where they're speaking Icelandic or whatever that is. You're going to make fun of me for getting the language wrong. But <laughs> I thought it was French, but so I have no fucking No, it was definitely not French. Swedish, yeah. No, whatever no, it was. Anyways, <laughs> that one, the original, right, was so much better to me than... By the way, David Fincher is probably my favorite director of all time. So I was super pumped about that. But still, it's like it's nowhere near as good, I don't think. I don't think it's going to live on. I mean, that's my opinion. But so for that, if we're going to like westernize and man dare i say the word like whitewash terrace house like that sounds so odious to me <laughs> like it takes it, yeah. it takes everything out of the show i like now you know we technically right was we technically had terrace house in america again i know it's hawaii right and that worked out it still seemed to be within the dna of the show it didn't lose anything that i liked but terrace house is absolutely above all else a Japanese TV show for me personally. And so if it loses that identity, then you might as well not even call it Terrace House. Yeah, that was going to be my next question is like, if we place Terrace House in mainland America, is it Terrace House anymore? Is the next question. I think you'd call it Terrace Cribs. It's just a bunch of, I mean, we're just talking about a bunch of like white people being nice to each other, which is just kind of strange. Which is really sad when we That's talk about Canada. the dark, dark culture. Yeah, can't, no one is. If you're like, it can work guys, in Canada. It can work in Canada. Canada. They're all That's really nice. Question. Yeah, they're all really nice. They go eat a lot. They eat sometimes, you know. <laughs> no they one drink maple anyone syrup. watch that show. They drink maple syrup and eat poutine. <laughs> yep. Sorry, Canadians. We love you, Canada. Y'all are great. Oh, man. Um, <sighs> see, I think, yeah, like if we full on America it, it's like. It probably won't be as good. I think it'll just lend itself to confessionals and gamification in some way, shape, or form. And that just has such a high risk of lowering the quality of what's actually happening in the house. Um, I think the closest we could get is I would... I don't think I would hate seeing a Terrace House LA or maybe even Terrace House New York where it's the same hosts that we know and love, but they follow half or even Terrace House Houston. Now, if we're talking about, yeah, like a U.S. city with a very large Asian population mm-hmm. and we can keep that thread going, then I'm more invo- then I'm more in on that idea. Right. right. And the, the reason why I think that might work is because Hawaii is this weird place where no, I love you guys. I love you, Hawaiians. But it's this weird where like 
a lot of it is kind of more Asian than American than anything else, you know, and, and if not that, right. it's very Islander, right? It's, it's a much different atmosphere than a lot of Americans can relate to because they're in the 49 other states. But if you take like LA, right, a lot of people can relate to LA. Uh, they do Hollywoods there, right? Um, they do Hollywoods. They do Hollywoods. And um, what would be really interesting to me on a meta level is seeing the the panelists not only dissecting the Japanese style of their interactions, but then when they go out to the bars, or maybe if we see someone in a job interview and they're speaking English and there's a lot of English American nuances to like how they're interacting with the other people, I'd love to see the Japanese panelists and their reactions to like understanding another culture. Because then it adds that meta thing of what Colin was talking about, where we watch Terrace House because we like to dissect another culture, but then it'd be cool to watch a show about them dissecting our culture, you know? Another question think, too: Does this yeah. does this hypothetical show have a panel? Yeah, yes, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. we keep the same panel. I think that's the, uh, the pivotal panel. thing in the show is we got to keep the same panel as always. If you like Robert's angle that he's he's taking, I think is one of the only ways that it could work in America is if they approach it to where, or maybe even if if they took Japanese people, right, like native Japanese people. They just have really nice English, and then they move to America. I think that could be interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? And seeing how they adapt to picking up in, like, American culture and nuance. Um, and, cause I, I mean, I feel like a lot of it would just be like, yeah, they were really rude. <laughs> but... <laughs> They asked for a tip. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I, I don't know what the... Oh. T- <laughs> this, fucking, this fucking guy over here, he didn't tip me. <laughs> He's asking for more money? Wait, I'm, I yeah. gave him money. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, is that just the store full of guns? Is that all they yes. sell? Yes. <laughs> you is. mean I can just buy this? I can <laughs> just leave with this and get money? Wow. I don't know if y'all they noticed. America's wild. <laughs> Yeah, there's like open carry, like just seeing people with guns. Like, how wild would that be? Like living after living somewhere where it's just like no, no. Wait, they put oh, like yeah, animal and, horns and, on the front of their trucks. Uh, yeah, if they live in Texas, that'd definitely be the case. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, I, I I feel like th- there would be that, and there would just be like a general sense of like I've never had people be this rude to me before. Just like the general how forward people are. They just would not be used to it That's, at all. Yeah, that that would be my worry. Even if we had like introverts, I think one of the big things that makes Terrace House work for me is that there is like people worry about their reputation and what they're going to be like after Terrace House. I mean, we had the whole you know quote unquote arc with Yui realizing that you know people were interpreting the things that she was saying in very negative ways and that was affecting you know the way that she saw herself and the way that maybe potential employers saw herself whereas i feel like here in america people are maybe not forgiving but i feel like people can mess up and mess up hard and still bounce back from that and like socially so i feel like people would feel like they could get away with like outrageous things on like the American Terrace House and then move on from that you know things that they might not usually do I guess the thing I'm worried the most about with like an American Terrace House is that there would be like this weird emphasis on like sexual tension 
because shows like this where it's like maybe you'll find love and you're living together who knows there's like a lot of sexual tension and i appreciate terrace house for not being that way like it's sometimes there but it's not like drenched in hormones i think that uh, still along what what robert was saying earlier that if they approach this from a very terrace house way of structuring the show and keeping that same atmosphere, I think that would be fine. Because we're not—I don't think we get a whole lot of that if they just kept it the way it is, just moved it to America. Um, another thing is too that I didn't account for is I feel like I feel like a lot, especially if they're native Japanese people that were living in, in this house, they would think America is really dirty <laughs> because a lot of Japanese cities and streets are very, very, very clean. I was just talking um, about that, yeah. Especially yeah, Seattle. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's really dirty there. Oh yeah, yeah. And, the, as well. and the crime rate too. The crime rate is way higher here, anywhere, pretty much anywhere in America than it is in Japan. But we, we yeah. beat them at birth rate. Yeah, well, like um, I, like here in Seattle, I get notifications about crimes and shit that happen around campus and or throughout the cities all the time. And they they would, I feel like you know, native Japanese person sees that and they're like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, my my partner stepped out of an Uber the other day into a dirty diaper. Nice. Oh. Oh, nice. Dude, no and tip. This is America. You. Sounds like yeah, he had dirt. a I mean, it's not the Uber's fault, but like <laughs> someone's leaving those Dirty on the diapers. sidewalk. We live downtown. Like, oh my God. Welcome to America. Might have been an what adult a, diaper, too. We don't know. What a shitty thing to do. Gross. I, uh, Thank, you. I, Thank you. Here's another thing you have to think about, too, is you have to get used to the diversity in most parts of That's true. Talking about cities, is, you know, U.S. cities. I mean, true. you don't typically see that in japan mm. all right i think that wraps us up unless anyone has any finalizing thoughts here yeah i think it's just a big resounding nope. no yeah i think it's a no with downer. qualifiers because yeah, i, I do it. like i would watch if it was hafus in la and the original panel was just watching them do does it have to be half foods? Can it just be like Japanese people that also? It can be. English? It can. Yeah, it can be Japanese people. But I think the central point is that these people. I I would find it the most interesting interesting if these people were also familiar with American culture. I mean, because as a bicultural kid myself, it's really interesting talking to people who are in two cultures at once, because there's there's usually I'm not gonna blanket statement anyone, but there's usually a lot of cultural identity because it's kind of like, which one do I belong to? But at the same time, I'm comfortable with both and know the nuances of both without even thinking about it. And yeah, I don't want to leave the show too much on a downer, but I mean, I think that I'm just looking at what is working in America and just how, what a departure Terrace house is from that. Mm. Right. Which is what is exactly drawing me to Terrace house. Cause I think didn't all four of us already say like early on in the show, like we're all pretty disillusioned from current reality TV. In and so when we even tried to get Daily to watch the show, she's like, oh no, reality TV, like I don't think so. But now we're like, no, it's different, I promise. You just gotta give it a shot. And and now here we are today. So that's what, exactly what I love about Terrace House. And so if I could definitely do, you know, multiple years and new seasons of Terrace House without it changing very much at all, and I think I would still be very interested in it. And I could not say that for Duck Dynasty or Pawn Stars or whatever the hell. Totally. And I, I think there is a lot of interesting locations and settings to go in, in Japan. I mean, Japan has a lot of different and amazing and interesting areas. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would think that if, if for whatever reason they transferred Terrace House here and they decided to quote unquote 
whitewash it or just like turn it just americanize the shit out of it it would turn into something where like <laughs> everyone is just terribly horribly mispronouncing everyone's name oh no <laughs> yeah. oh hey cheyenne sean cheyenne you see hey, what that uh, take a guy does uh, Yusuka Imamo, you want to go play some Nino Kunny mm. in the playroom? <laughs> Nino Kunny 2 came out. All right. Arigato Gazai like Nasu. That. Like. <laughs> yeah, it's rated R for Nino Kunny. Yikes. Stop. Cold band wah. Although I do think it's kind of funny that in. You know, we were saying that, like, yeah, Terrace House doesn't work in America, but in some ways it already does because we're all Americans and we're all watching the show, right? right. Yeah, and there's a following yeah. and it's swelling. There is a groundswell yeah. around the show, I feel. So, like, shout out to Netflix for, for providing us, for opening our eyes to the new era of TV. The opening last, our eyes to the new doors. The last thing I want to say, and I probably should have said this at the top, but I don't want to, like, yuck anyone's yum either. I'm sure there's people that are fans of Terrace House that love all these other shows, reality shows. Like, hey, and you know what? Like, all the more power to you. Um, it's just that I don't watch those shows, and but I'm not going to disparage the people that like them because they're way popular. You know what I mean? They have worldwide audiences just like Terrace House does, probably bigger in all reality. So, hey, like, if that's what you like, go for it. Me, I'm going to stick with Terrace House. And thank you for listening to our show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. I think that wraps us up here. Daily, do you want to tell the wonderful people out there about the AirPods? I will tell them about the AirPods because so, so chances are you're probably either listening on some headphones or you're at home on your speakers. Hopefully you're not that person that's just walking down the sidewalk with your phone blaring. Like as much as that gives us free publicity, don't be that person. Use Dude, AirPods. If, if it's our show, that I'm if for that. <laughs> like Actually, thanks, but if don't. you are doing that, hey everyone, what's up? How you guys doing? It's a great day today, Hi. huh? Someone give that homeless hey. person a dollar. I yeah. see what you did Actually, there. Actually, get one of those boom boxes, like the 80s-style mm. ones. Somehow record our t- our podcast onto a tape. Put that and just fucking crank it. Just well, get it on the ghetto blaster. And the girl that you have a crush on, sneak into her backyard and just play it. Hold it oh. way up and just... <laughs> just <laughs> you just hear okay. us say, con banwa. So on the very, very off chance that you're not doing any of those aforementioned things, which maybe you should do, I don't know. Uh, You might want some new gear to listen to this podcast on, and we're going to give it to you, or an Amazon gift card of equal value, which you can also buy, you know, headphones of some sort with. Uh, All you have to do to get into the running to get these items is by following us on Twitter and on Instagram. On Twitter, we are uh, TadimaPod, and on Instagram, we're Tadimagrams good to remember uh and then leave a written review wherever you enjoy podcasts preferably itunes yeah but wherever you enjoy podcasts the reason why we say preferably itunes because it's easy for us to verify that it's done if you leave it somewhere else like you're totally still in the running but like maybe ping us on instagram or twitter and let us know that it's a thing so that we can include you yeah and And then uh we're, we're noticing you guys leave iTunes reviews too. And I just want to like say thank you to those of you who have, like it's really sure. cool to like hear that people are listening to this and people are liking our show. So thank you for sure. Yeah. 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 And we're not then speaking into a void. Hooray. Yay. It's not the void. We're talking to you guys. And then as soon as you do those things, you're in the running and we're going to be announcing the winner here at the end of January. So you have some time, but not a lot. So get on it. But, um, some people who have mentioned that they are going to get on it we see we're listening we we know that you're here um we have 
at GFTV talk on Twitter. Uh, she said, ooh, Tadaima, I better hurry up and review you guys. I'm hearing about how amazing the AirPods are. I am highly intrigued. So I'll see if it's meant to be like Sena and Noah. Ooh, uh, hey. I think it is. So she's already got her chance. Yeah, get yours. To be, yeah. don't, don't listen to our last episode where we said that they're probably not meant to be together. They're totally meant to be just like you're meant to leave us a review. Yeah. And get just like you, exactly. your ear canals and these ear pods. Y- yep. Just AirPods. as meant to be as no insane. <laughs> that tweet almost sounds like we wrote it. <laughs> I mean, we didn't. We didn't. But you can follow us on Twitter. And like, I would hey, appreciate that. Hey, Tadaima, I am very much enjoying your podcasting show. AirPods. Yeah. We, we just want to put. Us, we just want to put these AirPods in your in your ear holes, guys. That's I know, but thank do. you for that tweet. That was really nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, people give us people give us compliments sometimes. Like shout out to Katie, who's at Katie A A Rico. Uh, she says that she's been listening to your podcast for the last few nights, and I want to congratulate you for being one of the only podcasts with such a large group that don't speak over each other. Man, that well, I think that's nice of her. <laughs> Wait, can you shut up, please? I need to talk. I, I don't know. Jack, okay. I really need to talk here. <laughs> because I because we literally have meetings about this, about are we talking over each other too much? Like, we are self-conscious about this. And that's why even this episode, you'll notice. I'm like, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Talk. I'm not trying to talk over you. But thank you for noticing the effort. And we have a long way to go in that regard. But I appreciate that comment yeah. a lot. Yeah. I don't we, think we talk over each other as much as we just, like, we talk and then we like somebody else. We like we stop. We well, actually, Colin, I don't really think. Oh, actually, daily. Before I'm sure. he says anything, <laughs> everyone just talk at the same time. All four of us go one, two, three, go. And I'm the only one talking. Well, after I said everyone fate. talk, and Robert's so not talking. Yeah, he's so can't do it. he's gonna have to mix this. And yeah, rip headphone <laughs> users. I'm sorry, guys. I'm so sorry. I, I started a train that I didn't want to ride. <laughs> <sighs> Come on, ride the train, the choo-choo train. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I do appreciate that because. Uh, this is like years in the making now of us trying not to talk over each other. It's really, it's really tough, believe it or not, especially because we don't record in the same room. So there's just a lot of, you know, context clues are missing. So it's, it's kind of nice to hear people are enjoying our stuff. Enjoy our we stuff. enjoy you guys. <laughs> enjoy our stuff. Leave it at that. All right. So we close the wrap show. Enjoy we end it. this hellscape. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. All right. Uh, hey, we've got a Facebook group. If you guys want to join that, um, we are starting to post there a little more regularly. You can see some updates from other people in our community who know probably a lot more about Terrace House than we do. Uh, most recently, someone posted a, uh, a recut of Terrace House Boys and Girls in the City if it were a horror movie. And uh, it's pretty great, and you can find it by searching for Tadima Clan on Facebook, and one of us will let you in to our pearly gates. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about how if America were, or if Terrace House were in America, who would we want on the dream panel? Who are our favorite boys and girls to be there and analyze all the happenings on the reality TV? So check that or, out. That's going to yeah. be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to next week's episode. It's basically a dream cast if the panel were american who would work who wouldn't work and i can't wait yes uh and we will again start posting more regularly when opening your doors part five drops which will be in february march so until then you can wait for us next monday this has been tadaima thanks for listening itakimasu
email us at questions at terracehousepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at tadaimagram and on Twitter at tadaimapod. Check us out on Facebook and YouTube at Tadaima, a Terrace House podcast. Did you mean part six? Did I say five? Yep. It doesn't matter. Who cares? Thank you know. Daily <laughs> said interpretating, so mm. you can say whatever you want. I did say that. That was a while back, wasn't it? <laughs> I know, but it stuck <laughs> you out to me. You hung on to that. <laughs> it stuck on to me. I was like, that's a funny last word.